0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap Podcast with Coach McDonald, your place for Keys sports news and history. Check us out every Thursday, at keysweekly.com, or you could just search up Keys Weekly Sports Wrap Podcast and you could find all 36 of our episodes. Can you believe that? We started in August. We already have 36 episodes once a week going strong. Just letting you guys know what's going on in Monroe County. And today, on today's podcast, we're sort of going to have a little profile of a Coral Shores athlete, uh, Xavier Arrington. So you're going to have to hold on a little bit for that because we had a lot of things going on in Monroe County at all three of our high schools. Just starting out with some results from last week, you know, in softball, marathon softball lost to Gulliver, 9-4. Um... Let's see. Marathon softball won a forfeit against the Hialeah Educational Academy. Um, Key West had some softball games last week. They beat Westminster Christian 8-6. Key West softball is coming off of a great year last year where they went to the final four. Um, Coral Shores baseball last week was able to beat a quality team in LaSalle 15-8. Good job, Coral Shores. Um, Key West Baseball lost to Sherman Douglas 13 to 2. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later on in the podcast today. Uh, Key West Girls Lacrosse lost to American Heritage. Uh, Coral Shores Baseball lost to University School. Uh, They went up there and played. Key West Baseball was able to bounce back and beat South Dade High School, another big time school over there in uh, a little bit north of Homestead, 4 to 2. Marathon Baseball had a big week. They won 10 to 1. They beat South Homestead um, Marathon. Baseball also beat Redlands Christian 18 to 9. Marathon Baseball also beat Westwood Christian 18 to 0. A lot of stuff going on in Monroe County right now. Spring football you guys you listen to the podcast you know I'm a football coach at Marathon High School I love football and and we talk about football in fact our guest today is a football player so spring football starts May 1st it's going to start on Monday I know that I'm excited about that I know the other coaches are excited about that the players everybody's ready to go but we got some other things going on. Marathon this week is going to be playing Ransom and Softball. Key West is going to be playing Miami High in Baseball. Key West Softball, the At Western, on the 28th. On the 29th, Key West Baseball will be playing Miami High in two, second one of a doubleheader. Key West Baseball then is district quarterfinals in May 1st. Marathon and Coral Shores, their district quarterfinal is May 1st. Um, possible district semis for Coral Shores and Marathon. And the interesting thing is sort of could come together you're gonna hear it first on this podcast what we're hoping for is i would love to see coral shores and marathon are in the same baseball district and i think the way the seedings are starting to hash out that there's a chance there'll be a first round matchup of key of i'm sorry coral shores and marathon playing that would be a great thing for monroe county baseball to see them in the district um playoff Coral Shores and Marathon Softball, their districts are starting up uh, May 2nd. Track just had their districts last week. Um, Let's see what else is going on. Track has regionals at Westminster Academy on May 6th. And then, you know, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with our baseball teams here in Monroe County. Uh, Very newsworthy things going on. First of all, you have... Marathon, their final regular season game was a road win against Westwood Christian. Marathon had 13 hits in the romp, beating Westwood 18 to nothing over five innings. The big story with Marathon baseball this year is Dylan Zeals. The junior pitcher recorded his 100th strikeout, and he ended up getting seven more during that Westwood Christian game to give them 107. Um, Ryan Yabon from Marathon closed out that game, striking out four of the nine batters and allowing no hits in his two innings on the mound. This week right now is the conference playoffs for Marathon. They're in a conference and then they'll have the district next week, the first week of May. Um, you know, we talked to Coach Enriquez on the podcast. We're going to move on to QS Baseball now and He talked about teams wanting to come down to Key West, and he would never have to have a road game if he didn't want to. And he says he schedules two a year so his team knows how to travel. And they had one of those. And, man, did he schedule a team. He scheduled Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. They're the defending 7A state champions, and they're number one in the state this year. Now, in Florida with athletics, The higher the number, the bigger, like you got a 7A school. Is Stoneman Douglas um, Key West High School is number one in 4a so 7a has a lot more students than 4a and Key West goes up to Stoneman Douglas and plays and they lose 13 to 2 Key West struggled to get things going they managed to put some numbers on the scoreboard in the fifth but it would just be too little for to take down Stoneman Douglas and in Rady however was able to find his way around the Eagles pitching he had three hits in the game Jack Haggard had a base hit, and Gabe Williams made the most of his hit, sending the ball over the fence for a fifth-inning home run. Uh, Lucky Barroso started the game lasting three innings with relief from Jacob Burnham and Marlon Takovic. The Conks Conks gave up nine hits, including four home runs in the loss. But Key West able to bounce back against another highly ranked 7A team in the South Dade Buccaneers. They won 4-2. Uh, University of Florida commit Felix Ong was on the mound for six innings, struck out five. Burnham threw one inning of relief. Haggard had a single and a double leading the hitting for Key West. So Key West is going to close out their regular season against Miami High April 28th and 29th. And then they're going to go to the district playoff and high hopes for Key West High School to get their 12th state championship so everybody's rooting for you guys in the keys so good luck key west high school as you move forward in your district Uh, good luck to everybody really marathon's going into their conference and then coral shores and marathon will both be in their district playoffs next week sort of record-setting stuff for baseball also dylan zeal's has we talked about before his hundred strikeout. He's leading the state of Florida in strikeouts marathons. Brian Brochet is in the top 20 as far as stolen bases in Florida. Mm -hmm. Conks pitcher, uh, lucky Brasso has a one hitter. I'm sorry. He has one, no hitter and one save in his six weeks. So having a no hitter, there's, um the highest number of no hitters in the state is one, so he's leading the state in no hitters. There's a few pitchers with him though. Felix Ong ranks among the top pitchers in the state with another one with one no hitter. So Key West has two pitchers that both have their own no-hitters. That's that's pretty impressive. So baseball doing big things, doing it upright, softballs moving right along. Key West High School was in the final four last year. Their district championship starts next week. Same with um, Marathon. Coral Shores is an independent in softball, so they do not have a district tournament. So Coral Shores' softball season is over, and there's still hope for Marathon, and there's still hope for Key West High to go to that elusive state championship, which only a few teams in Monroe County history can lay claim to, but... When you're talking about state championships, we're going to have a two-time state championship on the line on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap Podcast, and that's coming up next, and to find out who, stick around. All right, welcome everybody back to the podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest today. I really enjoy this part of the podcast when we bring some of the uh, prep sport athletes from monroe county on and today we have coral shores senior he's going to be at coral shores for a couple more weeks Uh, two-time state champion he's going off to the naval academy prep school to be a naval officer and a football player for the naval academy xavier arrington how you doing today sir
1: I'm doing really good doing really good how
0: are you I'm doing great man and you know there's so much to talk about with you there's so many different avenues of of your life and what has happened to you at Coral Shores High School and in Monroe County Schools tell us you know just a little bit Xavier about you know growing up where where did you grow up at did you have you been in the Keys your whole life
1: no I haven't been in the Keys my whole life um I grew up in a town in Sebastian, about a 30 minutes south from Melbourne. And then, and, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, then my sixth grade year, actually, I lived in Kudjo Key. I went to Sugarloaf Middle School.
0: Oh, which, really?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I know some people who go to Key West from my middle school years. And then we moved back uh, from seventh grade up to my sophomore year, which we moved back to the Keys in Key Largo just last year.
0: So you go to Kudjo. From Sebastian, you go to Kudjo, your sixth grade year, and you, you end up at Sugarloaf. What was that experience like for you?
1: It was definitely different because um, in my old middle school, like we had to wear uniforms. So finally not having to wear a uniform all year kind of threw me off a little bit. But I actually had to find outfits and stuff and then making new friends. It was, it was a really good experience. Uh, my first real experience in the Keys, and I really enjoyed it.
0: And then that takes you to, did you go to Key Largo school or did you go to PKS? Uh,
1: elementary school. Actually, I spent my elementary school years in uh, Sebastian. So I went to a school called uh, Sebastian Elementary.
0: Hmm. So when did you end up go, moving to Key Largo? Uh,
1: my going into my junior year, actually, my dad's work brought us down here. Um, he he works at a, a construction site in Homestead. So between that, my parents were looking at a private school and then Coral Shores. So I uh, really made the decision to stay, stay in the Keys because we kind of enjoyed it last time. So we went back.
0: So where did you start your high school career at in Sebastian?
1: Uh, actually, I went to Sebastian River High School for the first two years. It's uh, the town high school. All my friends went there. Um, a lot of uh, big football program. Pop like football is everything in that time. That's where I really like found my love for football.
0: So what, what sports did you, did you do anything else besides football at Sebastian? Did you get started in your weightlifting there?
1: Uh, Really? I just started weightlifting like part of the football program. We just weightlifted, did the basic cleans and stuff. I also did wrestling my freshman and sophomore year, which really uh, correlated to football body placement uh, controlling someone else's body being loose being able to move really well with my hips and everything like that
0: so you end up going after your 10th grade year you end up coming down to key largo and, and going going to coral shores high school um how right. was everybody at coral shores when you got there and and what was that experience like going to like it's got to be difficult going to a new high school right before your junior year what was that like
1: uh, it was really, it, uh, it was kind of disappointing because I wanted to really play with my friends, like friends I grew up with since I was in preschool. Mm-hmm. Uh, play with them going into my junior and senior year, but I it was disappointing as it was, it was a new opportunity. So I just looked at the opportunistic side of it and really just said, hey, if I can ball, I can ball anywhere. So coming down here, everyone was really welcoming. Football team was. First day I got there, already cracking jokes, treating me like family. So it was a really, really easy transition. Uh, They really made it easier. So Coach uh, James and Coach Bryant just welcoming me, having like working with me the first day. Actually, my first day I got back from vacation. I went straight to practice. That's how excited I was just to meet everybody.
0: And then what would you say like the differences between playing football in the Keys at Coral Shores High School and playing at Sebastian River?
1: uh definitely uh the crowd aspect coming from my school my old school had like 2500 kids to come into a school that has sub 1000 so it's like really everyone really knows your name like they everyone learns everyone's name pretty quickly even i mean not gonna lie i had the coral shorts that's probably the best student section i've ever had in my high school career so that was a real that was Mm -hmm. a real step up from my old school which i really liked because It was just, just felt more lively, like more like a college game kind of student sections just going crazy every single game.
0: Well, that's something about like being in a small town, you know, like, and and I always equate like the high schools here with like Coral Shores Marathon and Key West. It's like those are three little small towns. So like everybody at Coral Shores, everybody knows every player and all the fans that come, they all know all the players. So you are getting a way more personalized thing than if you're in a big city at a big school and nobody knows anybody, really. So it's like this sort of trade off in certain ways. You're going to get like that hometown feeling and i know that like a lot of the teams that we play at marathon a lot of the teams that you know you've seen it too when you travel like when you go up to some of these like you guys went up to sunset last year for football you know i don't want to i don't want to knock sunset or anything like that but they don't have the kind of fan support and the atmosphere at their home games that we have at ours
1: Yeah, yeah, really. It was kind of like during the day. It was just like students coming out of school, just stopping for like twenty minutes, look at the game, and then they just left.
0: Right, like some of the students are like, "There's a football. There's a football game today. Wait, we have a football team? What? What, What's going on here?"
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, kind of like I was kind of even looking at. I'm like, "Dang, there's no crowd here. It's kind of it's kind of weird."
0: It is. It is. And that's something that, that, you know, sometimes maybe some of us take for granted down here, but it's a really special thing. You know, like when you think about, I know uh, like a lot of schools with and I know it's with Coral Shores I know it's with with Key West I know it's with us too there's a lot of schools that are like no we want to come down here because our students like our players are going to get this nice football atmosphere that we normally don't get so they're happy to come down so it's really you know sort of a special place where we're at and and so you're in your your played your junior year did you play offensive line and defensive line your junior year here
1: Yes, sir. I actually, majority, I played defensive line my junior year.
0: Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, yeah.
1: Going into my senior year, we had a coach at Ali come back, which was really awesome. I love him as a coach. His energy, it's like, it's like no other. I hope I have the same energy in college, if I'm being honest with you. I wish he could come coach me in college. Mm-hmm. But he had me play uh, offensive guard and tackle this year.
0: Yeah. Did you like when they found, when they said, okay, Coach Holly's coming back, Coach Holly's coming back? Did you know him from before? And and whether or not you did or didn't, did you go check out Last Chance U to see what he was all about?
1: Uh, Actually, uh, I watched Last Chance U. It was back when I first started playing football in seventh grade. I started (laughs) watching it then, I rewatched it. And when they said Coach Holly was coming, I've actually played against him my junior year at defense. uh, Mm -hmm. I played defensive tackle. He actually came up to me after the game. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost the game, but he came up to me and said, "I have 365 days to find a way to block you." And I just, I just smiled. Coming from a coach from him, because I noticed him. He was on last chance too, and I'm like, a college coach just told me that, man. That's uh, that's absolutely crazy. And when I found out he just actually coming to coach here, it was like. I was just so excited. I was like no other.
0: Oh, I mean everybody was. It's such a big addition to Monroe County football to have Coach Holly coaching at Coral Shores and you know, it makes everybody else have to get on point and and get their lives in order to compete with him because he's doing such a great job and then like you know, for those of, of our listeners out there, Coach Holly I think was featured on the second season of Last Chance U because he ends up being the defensive coordinator over there at Scuba. Is that that's correct, right Xavier?
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah, it was actually like when i actually it was pretty crazy i actually saw um my teammate John Holly, when he was like all little, mm-hmm. and it was really funny to yeah. really funny to watch him and Eddie just run around on the football field.
0: It's crazy because you know going to that when you watch it, you really see Coach Holly is just super positive and he's has high energy and he's encouraging everybody and he's doing a great job. And it's such a dichotomy between him and then the the head coach is just so mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, I really I
1: was like, dang, man is really this man's so mean. How's you, always so
0: bad? <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's something else, but you know, so you're you're coming into but before you get to your senior year, um obviously somebody, I don't know if you just figured it out or someone said, Hey Xavier, you need to be on the weightlifting team. How did that whole thing work out?
1: Uh so when i got to cool source they had first thing i did i definitely put weightlifting on my schedule and um i was just in there lifting one day and uh miss hamilton who was the uh gym teacher at the time she saw me lifting she was like have you ever done a lifting lifting before and i was like i have no idea what that is because like i was hmm. just squatting i had like probably 405 on a bar just doing sets of 10 and then she just walked over to me she's like yeah, you got to join the weightlifting team. And I'm like, sure, it's another sport. Might as well try it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what and would you. From
1: there, It's just, it just went off.
0: Was it a, was it a difficult transition for you to go from like traditional football weightlifting, you know, and then to go to Olympic weightlifting, how difficult was that for you?
1: Uh, it wasn't too much actually it it, it was a change but it wasn't too much because in football you already kind of do the basic power clean and the real difference was the snatch because i had no Mm -hmm. idea what the snatch was at all so i kind of just just watched olympic from the olympics in 2020 just watched it tried to learn the technique just kept working on it just kept trying to perfect it and it just all worked out because the rest of it was easy. I can do it clean, and then clean a uh, jerk is just uh, pretty much a press over my head, and then the bench, of course, is just that's basic football one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. So the snatch was really just the, the culture shock for me.
0: And then, like, so going into it, your junior year is your first year weightlifting. You know, you get through district, you get through regionals, and you actually end up in the state championship. What was what was that moment like for you?
1: It was something like I've never felt before. It was kind of just when they loaded the weight on the bar, I started freaking out a little bit. And I was just like, you just got to calm down, just live in the moment, just zero out and focus on what you got to do.
0: And then it had to be, I mean, was it refreshing for you? growing up playing team sports all the time and not only playing team sports, but you're an offensive lineman and you're a defensive lineman. so you're really never getting noticed too much to go to something like weightlifting where you don't have any teammates and basically, you know, you are the final result of whatever happens.
1: It was definitely different. It was like, cause you have everyone watching you. It's not like a team sport where everyone and like it's e- almost equal or no recognition depending on the position it's like everyone's watching me everyone it's kind of that's why i kind of like weightlifting it's kind of like you're competing at the same time. I don't want to succeed because you know it means as much to them as it would mean to you if you were lifting mm-hmm. so then after it's just everyone was just screaming just hyping me up and i think that's what really drove me to hit it perfectly and, and it was just it was just such a good moment I, I couldn't believe it myself
0: I mean here you are you're a state champion as a junior and when do you as for as far as weightlifting goes like are you immediately in the gym the next day training for next year
1: actually yeah I was I was just <laughs> I had to I was like oh yeah let's see how far we can take this so I started next day i was back in back in the office as i say just working trying to perfect it even more fine-tuning the little things that i could have done better in that lift and then just overall just getting stronger
0: yeah man and then obviously that's going to translate into football and you know we'll move into that a little bit you know you were recruited by a number of schools you end up uh, seen a lot of interest from the Naval Academy and congratulations to you on that. And thank you. I am very aware of the whole idea of the prep school and like what are to our fans out there? Like what happens is this is a great opportunity for the academies for Air Force Academy has a prep school. Uh, West Point has a prep school. The Naval Academy has a prep school, and you know they use it for enlisted people who who they see. Hey, here's some guys that can go to the academy. We need to get them a year of schooling. It's a win, and I think for athletes they use it as a redshirt year a lot of the times. Xavier, you know, Mm -hmm. and and so correct me if I'm wrong. It's in Rhode Island. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's in Rhode Island, and so. But before we get to there, let's go to like your junior year, the summer after your junior year. What was the recruiting process like? When did it start for you?
1: Uh, so, actually, my probably the last week of school, probably the last second or last or last week of school, uh, Stetson actually came to the school because they're having coaches come through for the spring mm-hmm. recruiting session and the stretching coach i talked to him for a little bit and he was my first actual offer like he took me outside standing with my brother and just said we want to offer you and i was like there's no way i actually been working for this for so long and then actually just having the coach tell me face to face that he offered me was just such a such a fulfilling feeling i was just i actually i was like happy for the rest of the day i couldn't stop smiling
0: Mm -hmm. and then um did you do camps your junior year? What other schools started showing interest?
1: Yes, sir. So I actually um, my junior my junior summer I did the FIU camp. Then I came back. I did so. good I did really good at the FIU one day camp that they actually had me come back for a lineman camp. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I went to FBU Top Gun, which uh, yeah. in March earlier that year actually actually uh, performed and got a spot to go to Top Gun, which is the top 1,500 athletes in the country up in all go to Naples, Naples and just compete for um, ABC, like uh, the All-American Game Award, Team Award, like All-Camp Award and everything like that. So it was from – and actually I went to Holy Cross Camp up in Massachusetts, which I have family in Worcester. So it would have been cool to go there, but mm-hmm. uh, it obviously didn't play out that way
0: it's always funny like i saw through the recruiting process uh with my oldest son about how sometimes regional a lot of these schools are you know like when you go up somewhere to like holy cross so many times they're so interested in just regional players you know what i mean it's it's weird they look at you they're like you're from florida what are you doing here you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. actually a couple of the coaches are like man what are you doing up here from Florida I'm like Mm -hmm. I have family right in Worcester and they're Mm -hmm. like oh really that's absolutely
0: crazy (laughs) so you're you're doing you know like the whole camp scene and you have the summer before your senior year and I'm sure that coach Holly shows up you know really I know you you heard about him you saw him on tv but what were your first impressions when he got to Coral Shores
1: I was kind of I was kind of i was first skeptical i was like oh, okay so we have a coach that's played played against me so he probably knows what i'm gonna do and then as the coach, the old coaches uh coach brian coach james asked us all to come into the gym to come introduce him we didn't actually know it at first and then he walked in and then i swear to you when that when he gave his introduction speech i was on the edge of my seat i was i wanted to pad up right there and just go play a football game he, he just has such good energy when he speaks it's absolutely crazy hmm.
0: And then, you know, fall camp starts and everything. And, you know, I mean, you know, your junior year you guys are pretty good. And then your senior year, you know, with Coach Holly comes in, you guys sort of explode on the scene. Um why why was that?
1: I think it was because uh Coach Holly had more of a we we want you to play, but we don't need you to play. So everyone actually had to earn their spot. It was more like a competition. We worked harder, we got closer as a team. Coach Holly really had a good game plan going into the season. Uh, everyone was just done-ho. Everyone just came to practice every day. Everyone grinded. As much as some days were worse than others, we just kept going back, kept working, kept getting better. And I think that's what really I mean, Coach Holly just pushing us to our max limit. I think every single day just really kind of pressured everyone else just to get better quicker than what we usually would have.
0: So you guys explode on the scene. You start out, you know, you guys are playing great football. You guys are playing lights out defense offense is doing very well. And then there's like this crazy thing that goes on during the season where the stars align and we have a game in Monroe County that we haven't had in a long time. And that's Key West high school versus Coral Shores. Like what were your feelings, you know, sort of going into that game?
1: Going into that game, I knew we were kind of the underdog. We definitely counted out. So going into the game, I'm like, I, I wanted to play Key West last the year before. So mm-hmm. I was like, I finally get the opportunity to play against kids who, like Andre Otto. I was really excited about that matchup all week. I was just, it was it was crazy. I was just so hyped just to play a team who's played big opponent, big opponents. It was, it was really good energy going into the week. We all just were just so excited, regardless of the outcome. We were just excited to play them.
0: Well, I mean, I thought I was at that game, and I thought you guys played pretty well, you know, to be honest with you. I, at first, you know, looking back at that game at, at the beginning, you know, a lot of times you, the, the, the game sort of goes that way. Like at the beginning, you, you guys, like Key West is sort of doing whatever they want to do, but then – as the game goes on all of a sudden things start to really settle down and you guys start to play well and I thought you guys played really well that game to be honest with you and and the score sort of reflected it I mean it was a close game you guys had your moments they had their moments but you guys deserved to be on the field with them and and I thought you guys played really well and it was I thought it was a great thing for Monroe County football for Coral Shores to play Key West you know and that has to be a great memory for you, moving forward.
1: Mm, yeah, it was. It was going into the game. It was senior night, but it was such a it was such a good matchup. Just, just Keys football at its best. Really. <laughs> just going back and forth. Just it was a. Uh, actually, I got hurt in the second half, but mm-hmm. I still kept up with the game. I tried to actually come back. Like I could, I had to get uh helped over to the trainer's office, but I wanted to get back in the game. That's how much. It, I thought much energy was just surrounded around it. Just the, the crowd was awesome. The teams just fighting back and forth. It was such a such a good experience.
0: It's so great, you know. I, you know, obviously this podcast isn't about me, but I've been coaching in the Keys for a long time. I've been at a lot of different schools and, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of high school football games down here. And it does. It's so crazy because it doesn't matter like the records but when Key West plays Marathon when Marathon plays Coral Shores when Coral Shores plays Key West it's just a completely different vibe it doesn't you know you're going to have a packed house you know that everybody's going to be on the edge of their seat and it's just so great that you guys at Coral Shores you got that opportunity to play you know, to play against Key West and hopefully it sort of can moving into the future, it could become a regular thing where we all play each other. I think that that that's just great for everybody, you know, so your your football season is over. You're, you're coming in and I know, you know, you really didn't do a winter sport. I'm sure you're preparing for weightlifting and then weightlifting gets here. Was there that kind of pressure that I'm the man, everybody's coming after me at these meets? Like, did you feel people chasing you did that drive you to train more what was it like going into your senior year
1: going into my senior year for weightlifting I kind of I kind of set the bar pretty high I was I already knew some people were coming after me uh actually the kid from last year uh who came in second to me he texted me like the day we started he's like hey man I hope you're ready and I was like oh man let's bring it let's go 100 let's just keep working so that kind of really drove me to just be the best, best lifter I ever can in my second year, which really, really just propelled everything.
0: Man. So then we talked a little bit before summer, before your senior year, your recruiting process. How did that recruiting process change? You talk about getting the offer from Stetson, you know, moving into your senior year, um, did the recruiting pick up? What, what was that like?
1: Uh, really what I kind of lived by was once you get that first offer, first offer is the hardest offer to get in mm-hmm. my opinion so um from there uh a couple more coaches started texting me actually navy was my second offer it offered me sometime in july i think like a day after my birthday actually which was actually pretty cool that mm-hmm. happened and then going into my senior year um just kept balling out showing film a lot a bunch of schools got came into interest uh usF actually gave me preferred walk on spot um and october i think and like from the summer i think i got offered by stetson navy cornell um actually from the fbu camp i got an offer from uh juco i mean naia in kentucky Mm -hmm. and then just coaches kept keeping in contact kept checking in which actually really good I actually really happy with my recruiting experience
0: That's great. And that's first of all, obviously, for people out there that don't understand a lot of these institutions require very, very high grade point average Naval Academy and um, a lot of those other schools, a high GPA, high SAT score. So congratulations there. But it's so interesting. It's so interesting. You have this this different uh, dichotomy of schools that are talking to you you know you're talking about usf they're offering you a preferred walk-on spot which is which is actually quite an honor i mean that's that's a big time d1 school you have the naval academy you're talking about stetson which is uh football championship subdivision and they're they're, they're, that Mm -hmm. division one level there and then you talk about an naia school which is a college football team that's not in the NCAA so you have all of these different types of schools so you're trying to figure out everything I'm sure coach Holly's trying to figure out your parents are trying to help you figure out at the end of the day what led you to the Naval Academy
1: uh, what really led me to the Naval Academy was um my grandpa has the same work your yeah, work the first 25 years of your life and then the rest will be a breeze so now looking at the Naval Academy saying, not just all the attributes that come with football because the facilities and everything are just mm-hmm. top tier, in my opinion. Uh, looking at it, like, I want to work for 40 years. I, don't want, I worry about my 40, 40 my forty years, not my first four. So coming out uh, my third year in the job, making six figures sounded really, really good. Being able to have a job long term and then coming out of that job and being able to be qualified in something else just sounded really good to me in a long term game. So that's what kind of led me to it. Also, the the team, the coaching staff, when I went on my visit there, it kind of of reminded me of a Coach Holly type feeling. So I was just like, yeah, it's something I want to be a part of for sure. So I kind of made my decision right there and then.
0: It's amazing. And then, you know, this idea, too, that you're going to be, you know, for certain, at least if I mean, many times, probably. Probably almost all of your games are going to be on national television, but then you're going to get that big Army-Navy game every year, prime time. Everybody's watching that game. You're going to be playing in a big-time stadium. I mean, as far as like, you know, this is a sports podcast, and we're talking about sports, and as far as football goes, you know, you're at the top of the chain there as far as Division One football goes. So, like, congratulations on that. And Thank you. And then, like, a little bit, we touched on on this. You're going to start out at, at NAPS, at the Naval Academy Prep School. Have they given you your date? When do you leave? When do you report?
1: Uh, so, actually, I have to be there July 25th. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, so, uh, at the, I'm actually starting the football pre-workout, everything I started a week ago. Uh-huh. and it's it's no joke it's <laughs> it's it's no joke for sure but it's definitely i'm enjoying the process can't wait to get up there and meet my new teammates it's going to be it's going to be a fun four years five years actually be a fun five years
0: yeah, man, it really is. And and enjoy everything and, and take it all in. And you're going to have, you know, you're going to be playing Notre Dame. You're going to be playing all of these schools. You're going to be traveling all over. And it's great when somebody from the Keys leaves here and gets to have these kinds of experiences, you know, so i'm just really happy for you and 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 proud of you and i think everyone in the keys are and and everybody wants to just wish you good luck and congratulations and good luck in the future man and do you have any any last words you'd like to say on the podcast today
1: uh just any kids who listen to this don't let anyone count you out because i was told i was too short to go d1 but see me going to a top tier d1 school just follow your dreams no matter how big they are just don't let anyone tell you otherwise prove them all wrong. That's, that's what we're here to do. Just prove everyone wrong. Just live your best life.
0: Well, once again, thank you for coming on today and good luck at the Naval Academy.
1: Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it,
0: man. I really enjoyed talking to Xavier Arrington there about his career coming in as a junior to Coral Shores uh, after spending a year and Kudjo is a sixth grader and going back to Sebastian. And it was just a great story. And, you know, congratulations to him and all the other seniors that are moving, moving out of the keys, moving to big four-year universities or tech schools or trade schools or going to the armed service. This is the time of the graduation season and congratulations to everyone. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast and check back in next week because we have a lot of news to report. Thank you guys so much.